Welcome to the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. Welcome to another episode in the Youthscape podcast. This is season three, whether you've joined us for the first one ever today or you've been traveling with us for the couple of years that we've been doing these. You are so welcome. My name is Rachel Gardner and I'm joined as ever by the very wonderful Martin Saunders and producer Amy and cameraman Ollie. The four of us are here for you today. It's great to be here. Everyone just to give a little shout out. Hello. <laughs> I was hoping for a really enthusiastic hello to Ollie Shay. Say hello, Ollie. Hello. Oh, there we go. Hey. We are here. We are here. Wow. So, so Martin, it's great to be back together in that this season. Great. Yeah. We, I feel like we're probably we're probably nestled in the middle of this season now, aren't we? Nestled. We're neatly. We, we've kind of got used to being on the road. We're mm. traveling well. We've got lots more to go, but like the early jet- jitters I, have gone. I can never hear nestled without thinking bosom. Oh, Martin! Well, no, because that's what uh, Amy next to <gasps> so me started sorry, giggling because she was thinking bosom. No, it's a good English word. Those what, so is bosom. Yeah, well, it's a There's great English word. No, you're more right. More polite. Yes, there than is. Than talking about the bosom. Okay, there we go. So <laughs> that's helpful. I'd just like to point we're two minutes into this episode and we're already talking about, <laughs> about human bodies. God made human bodies. This is beautiful. So we're halfway round our tour, our whistle stop tour of the world. And oh my yeah. goodness, what a whistle stop tour. We're not going in the right in any order. We're are not we? going in any order. We no. thought it was alphabetical, then it looked like it might have Who been. Who planned no. this route? Honestly. We're not saving miles or anything like that, are we? No, we're we're not. just going wherever the wind well, takes we are. us. Because I mean in, in days gone by, who would have thought of doing this? Well, eh? that's it. We actually one of the reasons we've been inspired to do this, because we're not very smart is we thought oh hang on you know you do these zoom calls all the time what if we just zoomed people in like india and australia and this week we are in the philippines oh my goodness i desperately want to go to the philippines do you well because everybody knows i produce the fun facts about these different countries yes Oh my goodness there are some super fun facts let's start with the fun facts come on i mean their tourist board basically have invented fun fact land there's somebody like doing the most amazing job on the tourist board Great. for the Philippines. Well, let's hear some. Come on, you've built Do you it want up. Do you to hear some facts? Yeah. Here we go. So for those of you that will know, we always start for some reason with mountains. And there are lots of mountains in the Philippines. And excitingly, or maybe not, some are volcanic. Oh. And one particular one erupted in June 1991. And it made a huge mushroom cloud that, that ejected 10 billion metric tons of magma. Into the stratosphere. <gasps> I mean, Gosh. this is like mountains on a whole when other was this? range. 1991. Wow. My goodness. So the landscape is extraordinary. Do you know that, um, and this isn't very interesting, but I've started. Um, do is you it know a fun that, fact, Martin? Yeah, well, you know when mountain, when volcanoes erupt, yes, I know they, that well. they fire all this volcanic substance into the atmosphere. Sulfur dioxide. And it creates global cooling. Oh. And there is, there are like madcap scientists. I've called them madcap scientists almost to discredit them. I'm sure they've got more PhDs than I have. <laughs> um, but uh, they, they, there's, there's a sort of school of thinking in in save the planet science, whatever that's called. Ecology, is it? Yes, ecology. There we go. Um, that you could create this um, this kind of sulfur cloud thing above My the goodness. earth to bring the temperature of the, they call it Boudicca's blanket. 
You seem to know a lot about I, something I have, you're well, discrediting. I've read a book about it. That is a whole book, a whole book. Brilliant. The world's largest pearl was discovered in the Palawan Sea. It was £75 pearl and it was valued at, get ready for an eye-washing amount, $100 million. Oh, £75. Pound. I mean, £75 yeah, pearl. I mean, that is a big clam, isn't it? That's a huge clam. I mean, that's a clam to end all clams. Whew. Now, the beautiful thing about the Philippines, as well as the kind of volcanic activity, which must look extraordinary, it's made up of 7,641 islands. Is that, it? it is. Say that number again. 7,641 islands. Wow, that, that is, is a lot, a of, lot islands. of islands. So presumably many of those are uninhabited. Well, they must be uninhabited. I, I, I mean, honestly, are you, are you visiting four different islands a day to like get your milk in one of them and your <laughs> kids to school in another one? I mean, it's like I, I can think Hebrides Islands. This is this is blowing my brain right now. Now, interestingly, this is these next two are super fun. Okay, so the Philippines is considered the text capital of the world. Text, as in text yes, messages. Text messages. The most text messages are sent from the Philippines. But presumably within all the islands, because they all live on different islands. They to text message each other. Are you wow. my, what island are you on? I'm on this one. Yeah, and then, if that was not enough, people, to win some kind of digital points, Makatai City, don't know where that is in the Philippines. It's in the Philippines. It's in the Philippines. Is the selfie capital of the world. It beat Manhattan and Miami. Really? Extraordinary. And what does that mean, it's selfie capital of the world? The most selfies taken there. Really? Yeah. I yeah. wonder what's there. People taking selfies on islands. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it, I mean, it's extraordinary. Are you and still then, going? Yeah, I am. Can more. you hear that I'm building up? I can see this you've got is more. super fun. So although the karaoke system was invented by a man from Japan, it was patented in the Philippines in 1975. And it is so popular in the Philippines. And I love this. Can I just say, I would love to live somewhere that does this. It's so popular that the karaoke system is used to promote the sale of grocery items in supermarket locations. Really? So forget walking around the UK. Carrots! Carrots here! You now have somebody, probably super glam, singing to you about your cucumbers that you need to buy. Do you know one of the most popular karaoke okay. songs is Islands in the Sea? <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Islands in the Sea. Oh my goodness. Oh, no Isn't it Islands in the Stream? Yes, it's Islands in the Stream. There we go. <laughs> Islands in the street. But not about the Philippines. Oh, the and Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one. Which Why is it islands in the stream? How no, can you have an island I in the stream? Know. If you make little islands. But anyway, back to my fun facts, please, in the Philippines. This feels now like an anticlimax after all of those. I should have rejigged these around. The Philippines is the world's largest producer of coconuts. Which is a fun fact, but like after those other ones, it just feels like, yeah, all right, Philippines. The information is over. Oh, flipping heck. Wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. I'm still blown away that it's islands in the stream. <laughs> it just has nothing to do with the Philippines. No, that doesn't work at all. If it had been islands in the sea, Amy, that no, would have been... Don't, don't be rude to Amy. What? She didn't write the song. She's simply correcting it so we don't get Who done. Who did write the song? Was it Kenny Rogers? Oh, well, the way you sang it, it sounded like somebody from ABBA. It sounded like Kermit the Frog, didn't it? It the did way sound I sang Kermit it. the Frog. Right, shall we move on? Yes, what interesting facts and what an incredible place and people they are. Very good, very good. So um, this is our opportunity. It's Dolly Parton. Amy's just... Amy's oh, just, it's Dolly Parton! Amy's just said it's Dolly... And it is Islands in the Stream, just oh, to be clear. Dear. It's Dolly Parton. <laughs> wow, I've been singing that wrong all these years. But it is a very popular karaoke classic, as is... Um, Living on a Prayer is a very a popular one. Living That's on a Prayer. Right. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's and, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, so you yeah. weren't completely oh, wrong. Oh, nearly got there. 
Look at me now. What a patriot. Come and get your greens and your coconuts. That's what you could do. You see that suddenly, suddenly karaoke becomes like just, just talking and breathing. Anyway, carry on. Moving on. Yeah, I've forgotten where I was. You're about to introduce our fantastic Oh, guests. yes, great. I'm so it's, pleased. I'm very excited. So I've said this before already in this season, but we're really grateful to a few people who have helped us to build connections with some brilliant youth workers all around the world. And thanks to Colin at the World Evangelical Alliance who has made this connection so that we today can speak to Herman, who told us about what's going on on the ground on the many islands of the Philippines. I have to tell you all that my guest today, Herman, is, you know, you know, sometimes people have backdrops that look like white sandy beaches and it's a fake backdrop. Herman, it's your real backdrop. You actually are sat looking out right. at a sandy beach. So tell us, where are you? <laughs> well, uh, hey everyone. And uh, I'm here in uh, the Philippines, uh, particularly in the island of Boracay. And uh, this is like, if you've heard of Bali, so this is the Bali of Philippines, and I would say it's far better than Bali. So <laughs> it looks absolutely stunning. White sand, any, palm white trees, sand and everything. <laughs> so any minute now, is someone going to bring you a little drink with one of those little umbrellas and a bit of fruit? <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, I love coffee, so I prefer coffee. Oh yeah, no, I love coffee too. Hey, there we go. We are united in our love for Jesus, our love for young people, and our love for coffee. I feel, sure. I feel that we're bonding. <laughs> so, um, Herman, we're so excited to speak with you. Thank you. This is such an honour. And um, representing all the people that are listening to this, probably sat in a cold room in England somewhere. <laughs> it's so wonderful to hear from you. So, Herman, tell us a little bit. You're you're a youth pastor, and you you represent a, a large church network across yeah. the Philippines. Tell us a little bit about, about what you do. Yeah, um, uh, I'm the National Youth Director for uh, Youth Alive Philippines, and that's the uh, youth arm for the Assemblies of God here. And uh, we have uh, more than uh, roughly around 10,000 youth over um, that we are serving all over the country, so from the north, south, and exciting, really, really exciting. I've been a, a National Youth Director for uh, the past uh, seven years and uh, been, been seeing a tremendous work of God in the lives of young people. So uh, I could have asked one more. It's, it's just a wonderful uh, ministry. Incredible. And, and we, we're learning. Um, before you uh, jumped on this interview, the little preamble that Martin and I do, we were talking a bit about the Philippines and neither of us had pr properly appreciated that it is so, there are so many islands. So does an, an average day for you look like a lot of travel? Are you doing lots of travel? Yeah, it's it's funny because like uh, when 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 you go to places, they'd say like how how far is your place? They go like uh, five miles or five kilometers from you know. We we sometimes talk about how many boat road uh, boat rides are we gonna go take to go to that wow. particular place? You know, so it's kind of like a different uh, old view. How many flights you do? We do flights here now, uh, as opposed to uh, taking uh, ships and boats. So. Yeah, uh, so uh, that's kind of like the life we have here. That's incredible. So um, these 10,000 young people then that you're serving through this network of churches, um, are they in churches where there's a, a lot of young people or are some of the young people quite isolated in the islands? What Give us an idea of what it's like for a, for a young Christian in the Philippines. What, what's yeah. their experience of church like? Yeah, uh, 
I think I think there's really a wonderful vibrancy of the work of God here in the in the, in the country right now. Uh, here uh, since the lockdown, uh, I was able to just start a, a youth group right now, very vibrant group, and so they're they're really growing that. And uh, I used to really love working with um, late teens. These are very young teens, like 13 years old, 14, 12. And uh, I don't want to work with those kind of kids, but try to kind of like, push with that because like, that, that's the one we have around in our neighborhood. But, but seeing them grow and seeing them being discipled, it's, it's, it's just amazing. So uh, basically with Youth Alive, we are spread out all over the country. Um, we have more, I think, uh, young people all over in rural areas as opposed to like cities although we do have big uh, churches also in cities, but, but we are blessed that we, you know, sometimes I talk to my youth leaders, I tell them, let's reach out to, you know, the, the young 15-year-old lady up in the mountains somewhere in Luzon, or to that 17-year-old young man in an island over somewhere, right? So that we, we are really very, um, yeah, kind of like really wanting to pursue every youth from wherever they are, be they, be the city, and thank God for technology. We are being able to like connect with one another. And just amazing how things have been going on despite the pandemic and you know the lack of coming together. But yet, like uh, um, many many things are still being done. We have prayer groups. We have discipleship seminars and conferences, and and, and so many much more. In fact, like um, I, and another thing I'm quite impressed right now with, with the youth here is that they 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 really are taking it in. You know, I suppose before where I kind of like lead everything, like I, I do everything, right? Right now I kind of like relax and, and, and be guided by these young people. It's not that I'm like on the side and like just watching them, but that they are leading me in some of the programs because as I do my own youth work here and these other, like these young leaders out there in different parts of the country that are, have taken, embraced the programs, like, you know, they're the ones that's now leading me as I lead my own young youth groups here. So, so it's, it's, it's just amazing how, how God has, you know, caused us to, to make disciples, to reach so many young people uh, in these times where uh, we would think uh, it's, it's hard. But, but yeah. really, like, I'm, I'm just amazed how, how many young people are, are being embraced and finding the hope uh, that is in Christ. That's so encouraging. And and what do you put that down to, Herman? Is that sort of the combination of lockdown and things having to be different? Or or even before then, were you sensing a, a, a move of God's spirit in this generation? Yeah. Uh, well, when we started off, there was really zero program as far as our denomination for youth is concerned. Uh, it was it was quite of hard. And so well, the good thing is that when you're when you are being appointed into that position and there's really nothing, then everything you do is already huge, right? <laughs> but but we still really uh, try to get things going and moving towards where the Lord really wants us to, to get into. Thankfully, uh, the Lord has was able to share with us a vision to reach every youth of the of the country for the Lord, and really just envisioning. Uh, every young person in our church has to go out, reach communities, reach their campuses, and reach uh, you know young people for the Lord. Wow! So tell us a bit about um, the kind of the landscape of Philip, the Philippines for young people. Is it is it easy to say I'm a follower of Jesus? Is is that difficult for young people? What what are the challenges for them saying I'm I'm a believer of Jesus? I follow Jesus. 
That's kind of like a really good question. And uh, I don't think it's an easy answer to that. In some sense, yes, because there's an openness to the gospel, to young people. Um, when you go everywhere, like in, my, in, in the place, in the island I am in right now, uh, from, from zero youth, and now I just had a youth camp, you know, clandestinely. I'm sorry to say that. We're not supposed to do that, right? Don't worry, don't just... worry, you're <laughs> We're all behind you, like, yes! But it's over, so it's okay. <laughs> Great. So, so, um, so we, we had around uh, 20 young people, you know, uh, that have joined. And so uh, from zero to now you have like, and now they're going, you know, doing street evangelism, they're being trained. And so I think that that speaks of the entire landscape all over uh, the country where, where young people, there's a, a deep, deeper inner desire to really know God. But then uh, the other side of that too, I would say is that, you know, um, because of that, uh, you, you would also say it has become fashionable. And uh, so in a sense, like they're going, doing it because it's, you know, it's the in thing for the youth. And there are many, many youth uh, groups out there. There are, uh, there are uh, Christians, you know, celebrity Christians, uh, uh, celebrities who, become, who are be turning to, Christ, to Christ. And so in a sense, like the young people are identifying with that. But, but again, you know, what's important is that are they truly being made disciples? Otherwise, all this fad can easily come and it can also go, right? And so that's where we are very, uh, quite... Um, uh, really in our mind wanting to let every young person be a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ as opposed to just like a one thing, a, a moment in their lives, you know. Yeah. That, uh, okay, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. And I'm really doing like, this, yeah. Because young people are very tribal in that, aren't they? They, they do, they, uh, whatever their peers are doing, it has a natural curiosity for them. Right, so as right. somebody who leads a large network and, and you're seeing this growth. How do you hold that intention, Herman? How do you ride the wave of excitement mm. and curiosity and, and and all that goes with that? How, how do you sort of hold that intention, not dampen that, but also yeah. do this work that you're saying about making sure young people are discipled, whether they're in the mountains or in the... Yeah. How, how, how are you finding that balance? Yeah. Um, I, you, you really, that was really spot on when you said like intentionality. We have to be very, very intentional that uh, the programs we do would not be based on like just being loud for loud sake, but really going deep because that's more of what we really wanted to do. It took us a while to really get uh, discipleship going, like, you know, uh, uh, deeper discipleship programs. In fact, for seven years, we, we you know, we just tried to really solidify our, our organization as opposed to trying to do so many programs but it's like this year that we we started to really do uh discipleship like really you know uh, the, the program so uh in a sense by what we, we try to do that by by being you know by, by always speaking to these uh, to the young people that we are, we are we are really more for the um uh, deeper things as opposed to like those that are coming uh, and going so instead of say for example our national uh national conferences instead of doing it that every year we try to do that every three years um 
so that the programs will be more focused on the church. And so our, um, and that's a, that's a key thing. So we, we kind of like to tell our leaders that our priority is the church. Our priority is every single uh, youth in their church, not our national program. So, and, and then we, we kind of really speak that to the pastors so that the pastors would, would, would you know, support what we're doing. Because otherwise we'd be like doing our own thing and then like pastors don't support us and won't send their young people. But if they know that we are with them and one with them, but, but I think one of the highlights, I would say that uh, the key thing of, of, of making, uh, keeping the balance is on the area of prayer. And, um, and I'm, I'm blessed that there are young people who week after week just come together uh, through Zoom and in their churches. Um, last, uh, uh, when was that? Last Saturday, we just had our, our one day of like prayer for the country and um, the whole day. So there was like a prayer celebration all across the country, young people in their churches, in their regions, and then online coming together to, to, to come and pray. So I think those are the key things uh, that we try to do, uh, keeping it intentional in terms of really speaking uh, uh, discipleship and then uh, making prayer as a, as, a, as a strong program for the youth. So powerful. We're hearing that quite a lot from the different leaders we're speaking to in different countries. Just without prayer, you know, we, this is Christ's church we're building and so we need to seek yeah. him first. And without prayer, we're not building anything, are we? Um, I'd love to hear from you a little bit about... Um, what you're seeing in the wider church. In the UK, one of the things that's breaking our hearts at the moment is that coming out of lockdown, I think leaders across all denominations in the UK are realising that unless we pray, unless we radically rethink what it looks like to reach this next generation, you know, we're, we're seeing real decline. There's some amazing youth work that's happening, but we're seeing mm. a national picture of decline. Um, when you look across to the, the wider denominations in the Philippines, is, is there a sense within churches of a real hunger to reach the next generation? Are you a lone voice out there? Is it just you traveling around, yeah. banging the drum for this? What's going on in the bigger picture? I think the bigger picture is like everybody is really wanting to go out. Um, we, 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 and that's a vision I have, like really connecting. It's wonderful to hear from you. Like in UK, you have your a strong organization gathering together all those youth leaders. Here, we're still really starting up. And uh, do pray with us that we, we will get um, many denominational leaders and uh, network together. We're really starting that, you know, but uh, we're not there yet. So uh, uh, that, that's a good reflection for us to do. Um, but in a sense, like every single groups out there is really also trying to to go out and you know and reach the youth for for christ except that we're not doing it in a in a united fashion we'd probably say like the it's the holy spirit moving us you know towards <laughs> but but we, but but also we really need to to see that we are one in doing it otherwise uh there's a little bit of a competition also that kind of happen right like our program versus your program so uh, in a sense, that's where we kind of like are in right now. Uh, but praying, we get we get it, you know, uh, you get united and really doing the work in that together. That, 
That and, and that's so interesting because that's another theme that's coming up that's just blown Martin and I away. That that actually it's, it feels like across the world. I mean, it, it would be because Christ's prayer is that we would be one, um, and and people would know that we're His followers because we love each other. And there's nothing nothing more challenging than than loving across denominations. Sometimes is there? As you say, yeah. that competition that competition can feel real, even though we know. Oh no, we're in this together. So thank you for your thank you for your honesty with that because I think we all we all know that feeling too yeah. so so um a couple of last questions I'd love to, to ask you firstly how can we be praying for you you've got people listening to this podcast across the UK and America and oh. parts of Europe like how can we be praying for the beautiful nation of the Philippines and the beautiful young people that you serve what can be our prayer for you well wow, thank you for asking that um I think pray for us that we would be able to um uh, be able to really raise a generation of young people who will uh, take a lead over our nation, but not only in changing our culture and changing the kind of um, climate of corruption and and uh, I don't, uh, and death really, you know, all, all over us. So that so that we get to raise believers in the Lord who will bring life and to every community, every campus, and that. Uh, the light of Christ will really shine to every nook and corner of the country. But not only that, uh, Philippines, you know, we are also situated in a, in a part of the globe where uh, we can be a light into also many of these uh, nations uh, across uh, Southeast Asia, Asia. And there are many Filipinos, young men and women who go out to different countries and serve. We have a lot of them there in UK, and uh, and they can be uh, a light. They can be a, uh, a a true disciple of the Lord who can make a change in wherever they are. So do pray for us that uh, our intentional discipleship can truly make a change in the in their lives. Who will, in a sense, also bring. Uh, the light of Christ to wherever uh, they, they, they would they go. go. That's a beautiful vision. And that's a beautiful vision for raising up young disciples, not only to transform their their families and their friendship groups, but with that vision of, of world changing. That's beautiful. And, and lastly, um, I have this lovely picture of you. I, mean, I can see you sat in, sat in this lovely beach and you've got the sea around you and this wonderful, you remind me of a Celtic saint, you know, sort of travelling across all the <laughs> islands, bringing the good news. Um, what, what signs of hope, what gives you hope as you, as you travel around? What fills your heart with joy and expectation? Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, just just the just the thought that uh, a 13-year-old would start coming to me and say, Pastor Herman, I really want to have my life change, like finding Christ and the reality of Christ. And, and many troubled young people are finding that same hope in Christ. And, and then you speak life into them and they're beginning to see that everything around them can change. And um, and then they like seven years ago, some of them were still in high school, and then now they're like, you know, starting relationships and having, you know, trying to build a holy relationship with their partners, with, with their husbands and their wives. Um, those are the things that gives me kind of like a lot of joy inside that uh, that their their personal lives have been so impacted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
so that uh, their future is not a, a future of gloom, but a, a, a future that's filled with you know much hope. And uh, that's where I'm, I'm so excited. You know, in, in many ways, uh, people would say uh, if that um, th there's not much that we can do in the Philippines in terms of like finance. Um, you know, getting uh, you know, financially well, but we're also really seeing that God is starting to transform young people so that they are beginning to understand the role of finances in you know blessing the church and it's helping build the kingdom of God. So those those are the things that are you know that you're seeing that it's it's making an impact to to you know to uh, to their world it's making an impact to wherever they are and uh, young people who used to just be in youth camps are now teachers and they're not just simple teachers they're like awarded for you know for the for the things they're doing because they're 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 good teachers and so they're being recognized for the good work they're doing. And that's the gospel. That's where it matters most. Fantastic. What a beautiful vision and heart. We all desperately want to come and visit you now. So next oh, time we've got a conference, we'll all come over <laughs> and we'll learn from you. Thank you, Herman. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a blessing to see you all and to be part of your program. So great to hear from Herman. And it's been a really great kind of season, hasn't it, so far? It's been really great to hear all these voices. Brilliant to sort of get a bigger perspective of youth ministry across the world. So I hope you are feeling as encouraged uh, wherever you are listening to this as we are, as we're recording it. Um, Rach, mm. it's the summer. I know. <laughs> have you got plans? Have you got family plans, first of all? Well, yeah, we're, we're moving house. So we, of course yeah, you are. We are. And listen, we're not moving far. We're just 15 minutes down the road. But we're moving into Blackburn. You because... can offend another part of the north with Absolutely. your comments. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's even wetter in Blackburn, I think. So I'm yeah, rolling you've started already. I have. Oh, Blackburn's beautiful. We can't wait. So we're, we're moving the family over there, we're taking some people from Prestonminster. It's not a coup. It's, Do they know? Yeah, that's right. They know about it. sounds like you're doing it by force. <laughs> so we, we joined the team at Prestonminster um, with the intention of being the, the first couple out to plant somewhere. Mm. First people out to plant. So we're taking some folks from there. Got other people from um, surrounding areas that just got a heart for youth ministry going to be joining us as well. And some young people from Blackburn that can be joining our um, sort of gap year stuff. So, so yeah, we're planting a youth resourcing church. Amazing. So this summer, everyone's moving in, getting set up, getting going. So we'll be starting youth ministry a little bit from scratch, even though mm. I've been in the local high school all this term. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it's going to be back to ground zero again, I think, for and us. What, what does that mean, Rachel? A resourcing church. So sometimes that phrase sometimes gets a bit of a bad rap. Mm. So it'd be really good to hear a more positive yes. perspective on what what's that? How is that? going to work a yeah. resourcing church so the the way we're using that that language is that we we've been gifted with a, a decent amount of funding which means that we can employ some fantastic people um so we want to be a resource for local people who who you know are, are looking to church for space to be and to hang out and for, for local young people but also to be a resource for the local church across Blackburn and across the deanery, that may, there might be some things that we could do together or we could kind of resource them to do. So it's not a sense of us coming in saying to everybody, this is what you're doing. Mm, We're going to be, mm. we've got the, the brief to develop youth ministry on this particular housing estate where there's um, lots of challenges and where uh, churches have been struggling to engage young people. So we're really delighted to work alongside the existing churches. But then taking what we're learning a bit like the youthscape model 
and seeing across the East Lanks corridor, could other churches use a similar model or a similar idea? Um, so that's what we mean by resourcing, really. And um, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. I, we, we say to people, this might, you know, a couple of years in, we might be going back to school and saying, oh, we tried that and we tried that and mm. we don't know what's working. But I think we're up for that challenge. Yeah, we don't want to just rely on what used to work in the past. We can, we've been given brilliantly by the bishops the permission to just go for it really that's brilliant so we're gonna try stuff great wow well i mean i feel a bit bad now saying that i'm going on holiday well no good i'm glad you're going on holiday i hope we can squeeze the holiday in too because yeah. that's important actually people listening to this taking a break we um we're thinking about doing something so we're going to we're going to north wales and then we're going up to the lake district and we're thinking about doing one of those there's in north wales you can do one of these zip wire things oh yeah but yes. like across like two Along, mountains yes it's yeah. crazy and it's like and i've seen it and it's it's quite expensive so that's the my defense mechanism at the moment is it's too expensive but actually it's a bit of a once in a lifetime yes. thing so i'm thinking about jumping off and doing one of these i don't know what you even call it. it's a bit extreme sport for it's me it's brilliant yeah. do it big zip wire thing big zip it's wire not like thing. a zip wire that you hold on to and if you drop you fall off a mountain you're sort of held in a little sleeping bag you're in a little thing, harness yes. and they just throw you down this wire oh but that i mean the, the amount of trust that's gonna be needed for that martin that's amazing let go i think you should do that and then you can pop in and see us at blackburn on your way up to the lake district i probably still screaming yes <laughs> where's the ground let me I, I wonder whether I should record the audio if I do do it. It'll just be should. a long wail. That could be our podcast uh, theme tune for next season. Passing out. The long wail. Yeah. That's, that's the next thing. That's what they call me. But do make sure you guys get a break. I mean, I think this this is now you know, two years. I've, I've lost count, really, of how long we've been innovating and pioneering youth ministry in such challenging times. But the danger is the first thing that goes is rest. Oh, yeah. Because we think, oh, we've not done what we should have done, so therefore we don't deserve a rest. But um, a Sabbath rest is a command. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't it? And actually it's lifeblood for us and for others. So make sure that you carve out time, even if it's going to be a vacation from home or you're going to house sit at a friend's house or you know whatever, make sure you get some space and feed your soul. It's really, really important. Yeah, but then also... I don't want to counter that because I think what you said was actually also right worked really there. hard. But also, you know, John Mark Comer wants to sell some more books, so we've got to <laughs> we've got to hurry up so that we can slow down again. Um, but uh, you know, the, there is this kind of question of what we do with youth ministry yes, over the summer because yeah, normally one. we would be gearing up to go to satellites. Yeah, uh, everybody would be, but um, or in previous years something like Soul mm. Survivor. But but there isn't anything like that this year. In fact, well, there are, there are sorry. There were a couple of little things going on. Yeah. Dreaming the Impossible have managed to put, pull something Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Which is yeah, fantastic. fantastic. And, and local creation things might fest. be happening that we don't know There's about There's a few well. bits going yeah. on. But largely, most of no. the stuff that normally happens isn't. So for most youth workers, there isn't that kind of big thing in the summer, yes. the big event that you're planning towards. So, so I wonder what people might do instead to keep in contact, keep mm. touch with young people, because we've had such a period of disconnection, such a long period of disconnection that it would be a shame yes, to then say, oh, we've just them, got yeah. back together, six weeks, off you go. Yes, you know, we'll talk yeah. to you again in September. But what that looks like, I guess, depends on you. Keep it simple, I think. Keep it simple, low resource. Don't don't sort of do something that needs you, you need to make papier-mâché heads or something. Keep it simple. And think about it, because I, I know I harped on about the outdoor cinema, but sat around this fire pit, I suddenly thought, oh, this is why we love taking young people camping. Mm. I hate camping. But what I love about it is you're sat outside chatting and there's yeah. something different that happens. So keep it dead simple. Marshmallows, fire pits, chatting. You know, you have a few of those and actually you can really deepen relationships over the summer. So have fun. You don't need a papier-mâché head 
You don't have a deep a relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. Oh, thank the Lord. Now, actually, if you are wanting to look for a few resources that you might want to do on the little picnic mat around the around the fire pit, but <laughs> <laughs> not Papier the Mabu Marge head, Youthscape has some resources, some funds and games, some funds and some games, some funds and some games. Yes. yes. <laughs> Can you tell us about them, Martin? What have we got? I have no idea. Go to the Youthscape website. Yes, and you'll find it all there. Amy's here. She can tell us. Do you know? I think so Amy. I think what I want to ask is. Can there be like a summer bundle? Can somebody get on the Youthscape website and just type in summer bundle? And what comes up is stuff that they could do with young people that isn't papier-mâché involved. Well, I mean, there is a whole category on the store, which is fun and games. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's just there. Have a little look through there. And we did recently release um, Youthscape Bricks, which would be a great way to um, have fun with young people and also open up conversations with them. And, and yeah, we've got several other resources like that as well. Like our playing cards always go down well. Um, and yeah, you can just have a little look Fantastic. through and see what's there. Um, there's also bundles for um, kind of helping young people grow in faith. So if as a result of those fireside conversations, you know, you want to help young people in their faith, there are things there for Fantastic. that as well. Oh, I love that. That is so good. It's almost like you're the marketing manager of Youthscape. In fact, you are. That's brilliant. Why don't we always just give Amy I that don't know. I, I had that look from her then. She'd, <laughs> she'd said to me before we started recording, she said, could you just say just a few make things sure. about, about this? And then it's all dropped could out of my head. It? And she just looked at me with utter contempt then. She was like, she just knew. honestly, man. She's, you had one job, Saunders. You had one job. One job. Do I have to print it out and put it in front of you? Probably, yes. You did a great job. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Oh, that's the end. Right. <laughs> the wheels are coming off. It's the Escape Podcast. Uh, did, we even, the... did we come up with a name this week? I don't think we did. Islands in the Stream, I think. <laughs> Islands These, in the Stream. Yeah, that's the name for today's that podcast. That is what we are. Yes. <laughs> Get back on your island. We love you, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>